Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to another episode of the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. Join with me, the usual suspects. We got Chase, we got Steadhead Grandy, and our Blue Jays enthusiast, Haynes. Boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. First game of the NHL season has started. It is here. Well, that's right. Broncos Nation. Let's I was going to say the same thing, damn. <laughs> Let's ride. Oh, man. He's ride straight into witch. the ground. Let's yeah, some cook. It's yeah. going so well there. <laughs> yeah, no. Excited to talk hockey with you boys, especially after that stinker of a game last night. Only positive was is that it went over to overtime and my Matt Ryan passing yards hit in overtime. So thankful for that. Cost got me a hundred bucks in my pocket, so I'll take it. But uh, other than that, excited to talk hockey. Uh how about you, Haynes and Tyler? Doing well. I actually did not see the game last night. I did see on uh, Instagram that all the fans were leaving at the fourth quarter when it was tied at 9-9. Nine nine. <laughs> so that kind of sums up uh, fans' interest in that game. But, yeah, I'm good. Just finished up the last article of the Coyotes off-season review series. Might drop today. Most likely going to drop in the morning. Is 1,400 words. It's a very big one. It's on Keller. It's on Gossespear. It's on Nick Smoltz, how to tie them all together, because I do have two more articles hopefully coming Tuesday before the season starts Thursday, but I'm doing well. What about you, Tyler? Doing pretty good, seeing what the dog is up to. He's looking for something. I don't know. Anywho, it's amazing that uh, hockey started, but haven't really heard much about it. It's over there in Prague, which is that's pretty cool, I guess. Throw the game in Prague. Um, but yeah, that's definitely Chase. That game last night was, uh, that should have been just not a thing. Uh, Amazon paid, I think, like what, fifty-eight million dollars for that that uh, game last night. It, I'd want to refund. You it. want, to, and next week we get the high-powered offenses of the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. Oh, I mean, this, this this is the fourth time this season already in five games the Broncos have had a primetime game. I'm telling you, it, they would not have had it. it. The moment Russell Wilson, they are they have had four of five. Their games are primetime games this season. Yeah. At this point, I, I, I mean, the Panthers have one primetime game. I'm going to that game. It, it's on a Thursday night against the Falcons, and that's almost as bad as going to watch the Commanders and the uh, – who are they playing? Uh, Bears. Yeah. And that might – after watching the Panthers last week, that might be almost as bad as watching a Panthers-Cardinals game. <laughs> I'm telling you, you think that's bad? Watch a that full season awful. under Matt Rule, and then watch a full three season under Matt Rule, and then and then then really truly experience my pain. Oh, bro, Matt Rule's Matt Rule's the truth. We watched three seasons with Cliff Kingsbury, so we. Uh, I would take at least y'all went to playoffs, and those three years, y'all at least uh, we're we're zero twenty six on allowing seventeen points under Matt Rule. We haven't won a single game and allowed seventeen. The, the every team's playing against us. Score 17, you'll beat the Panthers. They Panthers have not done it yet. They have not been a team when allowing 17 under Matt Rule. I will take Cliff Kingsbury any day of the week over Matt Rule. Take him. Take him. We should probably switch to the sport we're here to level today. Just saying. Yeah. Hold on one second. Haynes, you know what you're going to be able to do after that uh, uh, Panthers and Falcons game? What? You're going to be able to upload that bitch to the hub. Oh, God. Well, now, after that? that game's over, I'm gonna go and where's I'm gonna go and that was so funny. I'm gonna go get drunk in a bar that afterwards. That's my game. Better of me, Chase. Softcore, <laughs> baby, let's go. You expected better of me or Chase? Come on, buddy. That's you know that's that's just 
that's just why would you ever bet that we take the high side on anything? It, I didn't expect it to be as forced and clunky. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you, you, you posted your address to him already, so I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we have a max situation on our hands. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. He's watching us in the shadows out here just roasting us. No camera on, nothing like that. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Yeah, literally, though. Yeah, it is in the mail. Um, we have no idea he'd be doing anything <laughs> and I don't want to know what he could be doing because there's a lot I'll, 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 let, I'll let your minds run wild boys oh. get a text <laughs> yeah hockey podcast win struggle to either one of the footballs or even stuff with the Suns every now and then the Cardinals get talked about I don't know man there's a sports pod man <laughs> 45 minutes of talk. Hey, man, lacrosse is a great sport. Lacrosse is a great sport. So should we talk about the fact that so few people realize the NHL even started up today? Yeah. How much they dropped the ball with the Sprague game? Mm -hmm. I love these European games. I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. Mm -hmm. But... The fact that there was this little amount of build up to it that yeah, I didn't even realize it until you said it. Almost everybody I've talked to was completely shocked when I said, Hey, the season starts today. Hey, the season starts today. I just sent messages to my uh, fantasy leagues I'm in saying, Hey, guys, just a reminder, season starts today. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Just- I'm on ESPN's website right now at the NHL tab, it doesn't even have the game on. Well, the game nothing, no score. I mean, you'll know score, no nothing. It says Atlantic Uprising and Red Wing Sabers. We play oh, whatever. That's all it says. No mention of the game. I get, I get that it started Jeez. a week earlier than the rest of the league, so it's uh, tough for them for that. And preseason's still going on for the rest of the league, but man, give us something better than this to cover it. Give us a. Uh, um, give us something to market it. Grow your sport. Hey, good for Hurdle, though. Tomas Hurdle, because he got to score. He scored the one goal for the Sharks, so he got to score at home in front of his, his family. He got a really cool, like, crowd cheer for that. So I, I just thought that was kind of cool. I want to throw that in there. I think it was – I know it was really early. It was weird why they started now when the rest of the season doesn't start until next week. But it was it was pretty cool for, like you guys said, for these, some of these guys to be able to play at home, an NHL game at home in front of their families. and. <laughs> Hurdle game to score in Prague and, you know, in his, I don't know if he's, I know he's from the Czech Republic. I don't think he's from Prague, but being able to score in his home country is in an NHL game is pretty cool. And that's why, that's why I love these games. I love these European mm-hmm. games. I love these overseas games or international games, I should say. I would love to do one in Mexico City. I would love to grow the game more. Just market it. Market it. Or better yet. Weekend tomorrow, have the games play tomorrow and Sunday. I know you don't want to go up against the NFL, but mm-hmm. who's going to watch it on at one p.m. on a on a Friday either? No, yeah. I know what's happening. One p.m. on a Friday versus one p.m. on a Sunday. So, anyways, rant over. I just wish the NHL would market better because we've talked about it at length about how the NHL is 
not gaining fans and how it's being surpassed by snooker in this country and they mm-hmm. need to change that. So yeah. Especially with the World Cups coming to the US too, so it's only gonna get more and more eyes on this next couple of years. So I mean the actual game itself. We're low, we're no we're bottoming out in the group stage, but I mean the actual tournament is coming to the United States in a couple of years, so they're gonna get all kinds mm-hmm. of eyes and attention. So this would be the time was, to market something cool. Americans always tend to struggle to follow along with the tournaments, even if it happens here, but they're in the big curve. Will that still get will that still drive soccer here even if America is out early? I don't know. I'd like to say yes with the MLS's successes lately. I think there's enough talent getting recognized, especially like ESPN's big growth on it, that I think even though we'll probably likely be knocked out early, we'll still have some eyes on it. There's a lot of good players. Messi's still playing. Ronaldo's still playing. There's still big household names. So we'll see. Once they retire, I start to worry, but yeah, not for now. I guess it's time for our Western previews then. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. All right. Ready as I'll ever be. Yep, it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Who wants to uh, go ahead and crack their list open and get this thing started? I will start. We're starting with Pacific Division. Um, we can run these as long or as short as we want. But in the Pacific, I have taking first place in the Pacific, the Edmonton Oilers. I think the improvements of goaltending, Jack Campbell was a league average goalie. Nothing special. But league average goaltending is better than what they've had. So I think the addition of Jack Campbell helps solidify their goaltending. Um, and I think if they can pull off a trade for a piece, they can really seize, seize a team like the Flames who took first in the Pacific last year, who is dealing from the loss of both Kachuk and Goodwill. And as good as Huberto and Weaver are, you don't know how good those two replacements are going to be. Is why, even though the Predators or the Panthers had gotten Kachuk, I picked them to be worse this year than last year. So that's my one-two is Oilers on top of the Flames for those reasons. Now three, this is where it gets really tough. And I think I'm going to go with the Kings. I like the addition of Fiala. I like Byfield. I like some of their young prospects. I think they're a good up-and-coming team. Um, and the rest of this, the rest of this division is just rough. And then coming up four, I'm going to have the Golden Knights. <sighs> Goaltending is a major question. Depth is a major question. But they got a uh, they have a good young goalie, so if he can come in and kind of seize the day there, I think they'll be pretty decent off. Um, I don't. I have them just squeaking into the playoffs. Um, just ahead of the, the Canucks, who are going to be in fifth. Canucks, talented young team. Just, I don't know if their depth can hold together all season long. Um, I think they're going to deal with the same issues they dealt with last year where their their depth scoring just wasn't there. And 
Their team defense as a whole is just lacking. After that, I have the Ducks, another good young team on the rise that just needs a little bit more seasoning. We talked about it with Chris Young. I really like the Ducks. I really like what they're building. I really wish we were still in the Pacific to have that rivalry with them. But this isn't their year. It's coming. Then, I think I'm going to have a shock. I'm going to say the Kraken take the next spot. The Kraken above the Sharks, because I think they get better goaltending this year. I think their team defense kind of solidifies into shape a little bit better. They like a lot of their additions they made this year. And I really, really like Maddie Beneers. And I think him and Shane Wright are going to headline a team that takes a lot of people by surprise this year on the way to improving. And then coming up last, a team who makes no sense, who has no direction, who has, outside of William Eklund, not a lot of young, fun pieces. The San Jose Sharks. Just a team floating, well, floating dead in the water, it seems. Bloated contracts. Um, veteran heavy. Rough goaltending. The, the name an issue with this team, and they have it. I think they're too good and talented to be in the Bedard race. But I really see them bringing up the rear of the division this year. And that is my Pacific Division. Boys, what is yours? Yeah, Grandy, um, <clears throat> I was a good in-depth uh, kind of conversation there from you. But, uh, I mean, I essentially have the same lineup as you, except for I have the Flames coming out on top again. Um, I just have never really trusted the Oilers' back end and goaltending. Um, and until that gets proven otherwise, I just, I just don't think that they'll end up on top. Um, now it is fully possible since it is the regular season and everything like that. Um, and you know, stranger things have happened, but, um, I just, I like the flames over the Oilers to come, um, up at the top of the Pacific. Um, after them though, got the Kings, um, the Knights. The Canucks, followed by the Kraken, Ducks, and Sharks. Um, I just don't see any way for the Sharks to not be in last place here. Just for I mean, pretty much everything you alluded to. They've they, they um, you know previous regimes have put that team in such a crazy bind. Um, that that one's going to take some time to untangle and undo and get back on track. Um, the Ducks, they have a bunch of sweet piece, young pieces. Um, I just don't think that they're quite ready to make the steps there. Um, and then, you know, like the Kraken being just above them. Um, just, I mean, it's expansion franchise. Um, you know, I'm excited to watch Shane Wright there. Um, but, uh, you know, they've, you know, we're able to, obviously with the expansion draft, take a bunch of vets and everything like that. So, um, and plus they got some sweet threads, um, and all that good stuff. I know that the mascot's interesting, like we talked about on the last pod, but, 
Um, that's pretty much how I see that, uh, you know, Pacific kind of rounding out. Um, but it'll be interesting for sure. We'll probably be dead wrong on everything, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll go, I'll go next here. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as both you, uh, Chase and also as you, Brandy, I think kind of have similar brackets here. I think I'm agree with you here, Chase. I think Calgary takes first. And the reason I think it is, is. Um, you know, you lose guys like Kachuk and you lose guys like Goudreau, two big pieces to lose. But, you know, you add in guys like Jonathan Huberto, who came off a great season last year. You get a great defensive player and Mackenzie Weger. And then you add in uh, Nazem Kadri, who had a great season last year. If he – we don't know yet what it will look like this year. He's not going to be having the same line mates he had before in Colorado. But, nevertheless, Nazem Kadri is a great top player that you can have in your top two line. So it's going to be great to see him up there playing and – I think that just Markstrom's in due for another big year. It's really just going to be if they can continue into the playoff success. Um, secondly, I have Edmonton coming right in. Honestly, Edmonton, not that far off. The Battle of Alberta is going to be another big thing this year in the Pacific Division. Um, Kings are going to go third. Kings have a great team coming along. You know, they're getting towards the end of that. Um, they have a great mix of veteran and youth. They're kind of getting towards the end of that youth thing. They're almost like in the same kind of boat as Pittsburgh and Washington. It's they're getting down to the end where you got to go all in now to win it. You guys like Jeff Carter, Anze Kopitar, Jonathan Quick. You, you got it drew out. You got older guys who are getting near the end of their careers. You got to be thinking about you got to go on all in now if you can to go for a piece to win. So I think they fall in three. I think all three of those guys are actually your only uh, – are the three that make out of the Pacific for the playoffs. I, I don't see anybody else making it. Um, Vegas, I think, falls in the fourth. Biggest issue, like you said, Grandy, is goaltending. Um Logan Thompson is still a young kid, not much NHL experience. Last year was kind of asked a lot there in the last bit of the season to try to do everything he could, which he did to try to get them to win. They could not close it out in three straight shootouts. So I think Vegas having a tandem of uh, Aiden Hill and uh, and uh, Logan Thompson, unless they add another goalie, I think that's going to be their perennial downfall this year. And just no depth in the minors to call up from. Um, I think Anaheim actually falls in next. I think Anaheim is uh, – is in a boat right now at Klingberg. Honestly, he's a piece that's probably going to be moved to the trade deadline. But um, bringing him in was a great bring the booster your blue line there, adding him in. And, you know, Zegers due for another great year. Uh, Troy Terry's due for a great year. They got a great team. Mason McTavish is poised to make a debut this year. Jamie Drysdale's had a great season. Last year, uh, John Gibson, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. He could be moved to a team like, say, maybe – Vegas if Vegas somehow found the right piece to throw an offer out there. If he wants to indeed go play playoff hockey, he has not played really hardly any in his career. Um, after that, I think Vancouver falls in. I think Vancouver's got a great team. I think they're um, just some internal issues is what's going to be their downfall for them. I think they just, they got a great team on paper, a lot of great youth and a lot of great leadership. Um, they do lack in some areas. They are hurting in some areas. Um, but, you know, I think they got a great team. I think they're not far away from being a real serious threat. Thatcher Demko is a great goaltender. you got great young players and great veterans and guys like uh, Connor Garland and Bo Horvat. So I think they fall in there. Afterwards, I have Seattle going next. Seattle's no knocking them. I think they're going to be great in a few years. Matty Berniers and Shane Wright are going to be insanely phenomenal players for that team. Um, you already got a great core there of players in Alex Winberg, Yanni Gord, um, McCann. You got um, – Ryan Donato. I mean, you got a lot of great guys there. It's going to take a couple more years to really build that system up, that that pipeline up, and you know, get more guys interested in coming here. But I think that um, Grubauer is going to have a better bounce back season this year. And then San Jose goes last. I think, uh, like you guys said, I think they're the Philadelphia of the West for sure. Um, besides maybe Arizona and Chicago, which we'll talk about. Uh, they're just 
they're 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 the Philadelphia of their division for sure. They just there's no direction for the team. All new hired, all new staff, new management, complete re overhaul. So I, they don't really have a preferred. They don't really have a set destination of where they're going. But uh, you know, I think uh, they're in the middle of a real serious rebuild, trying to figure out what they want to actually do and all that. But uh, yeah, that's that's why I kind of come out with the Pacific. The top three, I think, are the only three teams that you're going to see out of the Pacific in the playoffs. But uh, Tyler, I'm curious to know what you think. I think it's all pretty good list, boys. Oh, uh, pretty good. I just kind of had my quick list. I mean, you just pretty much said anything I would have really needed to add, so I'll just fire it off. I actually do have the Oilers number one. I don't know. I feel like if I put anything else, they'll take it from me, so I'll just hopefully reverse curse, reverse, reverse curse them, and we'll see what happens. Flames. Uh, then I have the Canucks, the Knights, the Ducks, the Kraken, the Kings, and the Sharks. I don't like the Sharks or the Kings. They didn't go to the bottom. They were good. I would have put them down there anyway. So. Can I uh, ask for some reason behind the Kings being so low? I don't like them. <laughs> I told you that. Literally, I'm just a hater, bro. That's it. I'm literally just a hater. Like Literally, that's it. I'm not even going to deny that. I'm not going to have a good reason. So Kings fan hears this. Yeah, I'm just a hater, bro. I don't really care, to be honest. So I'm just a hater. That's it. I mean. I love it. Screw them. I mean, I don't like them. I really don't like the Kings. We'll pretend to like you. I won't even give you a, oh, you're a good team. I don't care, bro. You're ass to me. I'm just a hater. End of the day. That's it. <laughs> I didn't put them down below because the Sharks are actually ass. So I was like, well, I feel like it's more of a guilt if I put them, the Sharks above them. I feel like I couldn't, you know, that's illegal. I feel like the cops would come bust through my, my door right here. So that's why the Sharks are last. I feel like it's illegal not to put them last. You heard it here first, Kings fans. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, dude, I don't care. You can have no one playing the league. You can have have Gretzky, too. You can have a little clone, like some Genovian clone from Star Wars of Wayne Gretzky, and I still call him ass. I don't care. uh, Yes, that uh, later rivals are going to love hearing you say that because they fans over there. Yeah, well, I'm adorning the fight. They're homies, so. Fuck the Kings. I don't care. Like I said, you could have the, you could have the incarnation of Gretzky. I'd still call you ass and be a hater, so whatever. They could have the Stanley Cup in their hand, and I'll still call them ass. Like, it doesn't matter. I really don't care. So. <laughs> yeah, literally, they could be at the parade in L.A. celebrating, being like, wow, we did this. I'm like, yeah, you guys are ass. Like, I won't care. Literally don't care. I'm not impressed. Uh, anyways, we should move on to Pacific or uh, Central. Central. The division of the Coyotes are in that makes no goddamn Wrongful. sense whatsoever. Wrongful. I would, I would love to go first in the Central if you don't mind, Granny, just because I don't, I don't. Me personally, you guys might. I, my bottom, I think is different than anybody else's. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I personally think mine's different. Okay. Ah, uh, so. Colorado wins the division again. Not a shocker. Colorado is going to be the top of the division again. Um, only biggest issue for them, in my opinion, is uh, goaltending. Uh, Francois isn't terrible, but you lose a guy in Darcy Kemper that you now add in place of his Alexander Georgiev. Um, at one point, was projected to be the guy who took over for Lundqvist. Uh, Igor Shashirskin said, hold my beer to that. Um, and he got relocated to backup. And he was not a phenomenal backup. And now he's a starter again in Colorado. And I think... Um, despite his struggles playing with a team like Colorado, he, I mean, he, he can, I think can afford to have, a, you know, be slightly 
above average every now and then, especially with the team that he's playing for. So I still think Colorado at the end of the day, I think there's manpower. They're going to get done. They have a great team. And, you know, as much as I hate to see Colorado win it all again, just because I just, I hate seeing teams win it multiple years in a row. I think they're legitimately your best shot at getting all the way back to the Stanley cup. Um, Second's Nashville. I think UC Soros, great goaltender. I think he's going to have another great season. I think he's going to be in potential for the Vesna again. I think he's a great goalie who's got, um, a lot to prove this year, and they look good today in their first game. So I think that uh, Nashville edges out who I think is in third here, which I think is Minnesota. And I think they're going to edge Minnesota about a point or two. I think they're going to edge Minnesota out here for a thing. I think Minnesota's got – losing Cam Talbot is hard, but now Flurry's your number one guy. And the biggest thing for Flurry is can you have a bounce-back season. Um, he hasn't been potentially great. wasn't great last season in Chicago. Granted, it was in Chicago, but he wasn't an exceptional goaltender in Minnesota. So – the biggest thing for him is can he bounce back to his Vegas days, and that's the biggest thing for them. And then I think falling right behind Minnesota by another point or two is St. Louis. I think St. Louis is a uh, biggest thing for them is is Jordan Bennington going to stay healthy? When in the playoffs, when he was healthy, was the sole reason the Blues were able to keep pace in most games with the Avalanche was just the play of Bennington. Um, a lot of great guys come up for the Blues this year. You know, they just lost some defensemen. There could be Brnovich uh, uh, out for, or done for six months. Scandella is out for six months. You're losing guys. That's not helping. But, you know, they have a lot of great guys they're bringing up. Um, uh, Noel Chari was a great guy who they had this season who's been quietly, been silently impressing everybody in preseason. So I think Blues edge in there. Uh, biggest thing is how does Thomas Grice look as a backup goalie? Um, losing Joel, uh, not Joel Hofer, my bad. Losing, um, I can't even think of the backup goalie that they had last season on the top of my head. And I should know it because he played goalie Billy for Husso. Us. Yes, Ville Husso. Um, Billy Husso, great goalie. Um, I think he's, you know, an above average uh, goaltender. I'll be interested to see how he does with uh, Nadalkovic and Detroit. But I think the Blues edge out there. And I think, really, I think spots two through about five are decide about a point or two. And I think after St. Louis is Dallas. And I think the biggest thing for Dallas this season is not goaltending. I think Jake Andrews is a great goalie. But I think the biggest thing for them is keeping cons- consistency. That was the biggest thing last year for them early in the season was consistency, was trying to maintain consistency all season. So the biggest thing for them is t- containing consistency. I think Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Dallas are all playoff teams, obviously with St. Louis and Dallas being the wild card. So same playoff format from the West as last season. But um, I think, yes, the biggest thing for Dallas, why watch really for – St. Louis and Dallas can go either way. I think it's consistency. You just you gotta. They have their stretches where they're good, and you have stretches where you're bad, and it's, and it's about that. And then afterwards, I have Winnipeg going underneath Dallas. Uh, Winnipeg's probably going to be worse in the next year or so because they're going towards the direction of a full rebuild. Uh, as you know, they told uh, Mark Sh- or Blake Wheeler that he was out as captain. Uh, they're not only going to have assistant captains next season. Uh, Mark Shifley could be a guy that's getting traded this season. Um, Connor Hellebuck has not been a great, great goalie last few years. Uh, I mean, he's been no not by any means, but uh, team from is not playing well enough. That's what's going to hurt you at the end of the day. After that, I have Arizona coming in at seventh in the Central. I think the Coyotes, on paper, I know a lot of people are saying, wait till the trade deadline. I know you were saying that, Granny, and that's true. Wait till the trade deadline. It will be a worse team in the trade deadline. But on paper, this roster from this season, based off last season, is a little bit better on roster-wise, looking at the roster, compared to what last year developed. And I think after a full season of now having Vimelka under the play, I think that helps the Coyotes a little bit in goaltending. Granted, Jonas Johansson is going to lose a lot of games for the Coyotes this season, and he is 
potentially about to be Car Hunt in 2.0. But I, I think the Coyotes are better on paper this year than they were last year. And honestly, Chicago falls in the last year. They are they are the perfect definition of trying to go as bad as you can in year one. Trainway Alex Brink, a great season. Trainway Kirby Dot, great season. There are rumors, even though both have said they don't want to be traded, there's rumors that they can move Patrick Kane and Jonathan Pays if they want to. This team has no has a clear direction. They are going to rebuild, but right now they have on the roster looking at them on paper, looks like no no chance most nights of winning any games. They you know, Kane and, and Taze are gonna produce a lot for them, but this is a team that on paper is significantly worse than the Coyotes are. Um, I think that Coyotes still could surprise people. I think they have more assets to trade off so they could get worse as the season goes along, but I, I do. I think I think Calgary finish or Chicago finishes about two or three points worse than the Coyotes uh, do. All right, well, I'll take over from there. Um, so, in first, I really wanted to knock them down. I really wanted to replace them. It's got to be Colorado. I do not like the goaltending situation. I do not think Georgia will finish as the starter there. I think it will be Francois. And I think if they get an injury, they're really in trouble there. Really in trouble. Um, but the team's too good. They have the best defensive core in the league. They have one of the best forward groups in the league. You can put any goalie back there, and they'll still win 45, 50 games. It's just going to happen. The team's amazing. Um, and in second, I actually have the Dallas Stars. I think you're going to have Jake Ottinger competing for Vizina this year. I think Jason Robertson is going to finish just shy of winning the Rocket Richard. I am predicting a 50-goal season for Jason Robertson this year. He's been incredible. One of the quietest 40-goal seasons I think I've ever seen last year. And then was almost as good as Kirill Kaprizov his rookie year. He's incredible. That top line is amazing. And I think all they really need is for Tyler Seguin to find some of his game on the second line. Just some of it. He doesn't need to go back to what he was. He just needs to get better than the walking disaster he was last year. If they, if he can become better than that, I think they have a really good chance in second here. Um, with uh, in third, I have Minnesota. I just think, I think they're going to be led by the Kaprizov, by Zuccarello, by their great defense core. I think Flurry's going to steal just enough games that they stay in that third. Um, they did take a hit losing Fiala. They did take a hit in backup goalie losing Cam Talbot. But I just think overall they're still a pretty solid team. And you're going to see, um, I think you're going to see a repeat of Detroit last year in Minnesota where you have um, two Calder candidates all year in seeing Matt Boldy. Both have looked, oh, actually, nope. My bad. Matt Boldy is not a caller candidate. He played too many games this year, I think. I think. So, scratch that part. But, Michael Rossi will definitely be a caller candidate, and he would be my my money pick to win it this year, if you want to go out and play some bets on uh, winning some caller money. Um, I just think the team's going to be good still. In fourth, 
they're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with a suspect defense core. They're dealing with Bennington was fantastic in the playoffs, but he was not good in the regular season. And if that Bennington returns, I'd really their chances. Um, I still have them making the playoffs, but more for reasons that I'll get into with the Nashville than with St. Louis. Um, I just... Anything can happen once they get in. They still have some insanely good players. Uh, but it's going to be... It's going to be in-between year for them as they're kind of going into their next era, as they're leaving the Stanley Cup winning era of O'Reilly as their best player and going into the Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrus. Um, and fifth, I have, and just outside the playoffs, I have Nashville. I love UC Summit. I love Roman Yossi. I love that defense for as a whole, but so many had career years last year. And that's really terrifying when you were going into a year because at age 29, can Philip Forsberg have another year like he had last year? Possibly. But if he drops at all, that's a hit. Can Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne live up to what they did last year after the age of 30? That's really questionable. And if these guys don't score like they did last year, that's some pretty major hits to their offense. Um, I just, there's enough questions with Nashville that I have them just missing the playoffs. And then in third, I have, not third, third from last, I have Winnipeg. Connor Hellyer looks great. One of the best goalies in the league. They have some insane forward talent. In uh, Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor might be one of the most underrated players in the league because he play, he's on a horrible team. But um, it's just such a. There's just not much to look forward to there. That defense core is horrible. What do they have past those three guys and a potential young stud in Cole Perfetti? They don't have much up front either once you get past those guys. So they're coming due. They're going to be starting a rebuild here. They should have started it this year, but I'm glad for Coyote's sake they didn't. And then I've gone back and forth on this so many times, but in the seventh, I will have Chicago. I think Patty Kane will play just enough games to win them some games. And I think Jonathan Taves, they can talk about moving him all they want. Nobody's taking that contract at that cost. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think he's just spiteful enough and just pissed enough that they're doing this while he's still on the team that he's going to mess up their rebuild as much as he can. Um, aside from that, I think they're going to have better goaltending than us. And I just don't think they have as many pieces to ship out after the deadline as we do. So I think we're going to have a steep drop-off after the trade deadline. I think they're just going to have a little drop-off. Um, and then after that, I'm going to have um, 
after that, the Coyotes. I I don't see the better on paper team. Travis Boyd had a fantastic year last year. I don't know if he can repeat what he did. Um, Peyton's going to have a better year. If Krause drops off even a little bit, we're in trouble. There's so many things, there's so many variables with the Coyotes that I just think we're destined for the bottom. I do not have us finishing last in the league. I have the Flyers there. But, um, yeah, I just, with the goaltending issues, with the defense issues, and with the question, with some of the questions we have up front, I just think the Coyotes finish up last in the division. So, uh, what about you, Tyler? Uh, Chase got to say his real quick and bounce. He got uh, he's a meeting for work here. Yeah, sorry about that, boys. Uh, I've got an impromptu meeting that just came up on my work, so got to love that schedule Friday afternoon meetings. What a joy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, my central division pretty much shakes out. Um, Avalanche, one. Um, I actually have Dallas at two. Minnesota at three. Blues at four. Jets at five. Predators at six, the Hawks at seven, and the Yotes at eighth, uh, bringing up the rear. Um, and be interested to see how this one shakes out for sure. There's definitely some stuff that uh, I want to see play out and all that good stuff, but uh, I just, I'm hoping that uh, <laughs> my Yotes finish at the bottom. Um, as crappy as it sounds to say that, that's what needs to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I can't see Haynes arguments, so uh, that we might not even be at the bottom of our division, but, uh, I'm kind of hoping and praying for, you know, the rebuild process that that's how it takes place. Um, but boys, I will see you next time. Um, thanks again for letting me talk hockey with you and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Later, man. Have a fun meeting. All right. I will get to my list now. I'll pull it up here. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Habs, uh number one, for sure. Uh, I hate to say it, but they're probably going to repeat chips, but, you know, whatever. I have Dallas at two. I'm a hater of Dallas. It is a known fact. Don't like them either, but I put my number two as well. Uh, Wild Three, Blues, uh, the Atlanta Thrashers. And, uh, put the marks above us just because I'm hoping... That we once again, I do the ghost bear effect. So let's uh, let's hope that we do get the bottom. So that's it. That's my list. So does anybody have any um, coyote centric predictions? Ooh, like uh, think... what was that? Good. Well, I mean. My obvious one is my breakout player of the year is going to be Barrett Hayton. Everything's fed up for him to have a breakout year. I think I think we're going to see Travis Boyd produce less, but I do think it's going to get replaced by what Barrett Hayton produces instead. Um, it's 
just there's so much lining up for him to have a breakout year. And to get that, I would recommend reading my article on the Hockey Focus. So there's the drop. There it is. The plug. Good article. I did read it. Hey, do you got a coyote centric prediction you want to make? I think the biggest thing for me that I've kind of discussed with my team and all that, the hockey writers, I think with like you said, Grandy and Based off your article, I think it's um, I think Hayton's due for a breakout season, and I think the other biggest thing for me is I think Keller is going to exceed his career highs, which he says rookie year in point. I think he's going to exceed that by quite a bit. I think after what we just saw last year, getting a kind of an early offseason start with the injury and rehabbing and fully getting back to one hundred percent, I think he's he's due for a quite substantial season about to happen for him. So I, I, my prediction is. I'm looking at he's going to be at least a 75 point player this upcoming year for the Coyotes. He's going to be he's going to fully establish himself, even though he already has as the Coyotes star player. Pretty good prediction. Uh, you got one, Tyler? Yeah, I think we'll be a lot more entertaining. I'm hoping than on just paper. I'm just I don't know. I'm not looking forward to a bad year. Of course, I'm behind the rebuild, but I don't know. It's going to be tough to watch some of these games. It- but I think Clayton, like I believe Haynes said here, Clayton Keller come off the injury, he did come off pretty strong. I got a lot of faith. One thing I do want to say, well, I do think we're going to be near the bottom of the league, and I do have us finishing below Chicago. I do think we're going to be more watchable than we are last year. I think also. what you're going to see a lot of is games like that Vegas Golden Knights preseason game where we're competitive, we're fun to watch, but we lose at the end. So... I'll take that over and, just being bad. You know, I don't and, like it's kind of like the Lions. You know, they're fun to watch, even though they lose, put a lot of points and stuff. They don't defense, but that's something. Yeah. I, at least I'll take that. At least, like, or at least it was a good game to watch. Exactly, and that's what I. That's what I. That is the ideal to me. That is the ideal thing to have in a rebuild. You're competing. You're fighting. You're never. You're going to get blown out. It's going to happen, but you're never feeling completely despondent like we did for multiple stretches last year. So, oh boy, that was rough. Yeah, last year was rough. I never want to go through with something last year again. And I think this is the last year of the tank. It is. It is. I I, I hinted in my article this is the last year of the true tank. Next year begins the first year of slowly starting to try to build together a competitive team or a competitive team in the Central Division. And we're going to still be a bad team. Yeah, Unless but not what you're going to see these nights. But yeah, it's not going to be exactly hands. It's not going to be what we've seen this year yeah. and last year. So, yeah. and I can't wait for those days. You're breaking up, Tyler. It's our pet. A lot of shit talking. There we go. All right. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. I actually put my iPad in my thing. I actually did my voice. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, I got I mean, I'll take that over bad hockey. So, you're at least hoping for a containing season. And oh, we do have hope. Then, What's that? Oh, I was going to say, before we move on to our next, let's each give mm-hmm. our Stanley Cup finals and our Stanley Cup winner. And let's give pick one trophy to award to a player next year. 
not like any award. Are you talking about like no? Are you talking about like the Con Smythe? Pick like the uh, if the Hart Trophy or who you think is going to win Rocket Richard or something like that. Oh, I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking you were in finals. I'm thinking Con Smythe, but okay, yeah. I mean, well, I we're going to give. Yeah. So okay, that's fine. Hmm. Um, mine, my award winner. I hinted at it. Part of why I had Dallas in second. I think Jason Robertson is going to win the Rocket Richard. I have him getting over fifty goals. I think he's going to have an incredible third season in the NHL. And I think you're going to see one of the quietest superstars in the league take another leap forward. Um, so that's my trophy prediction. My Stanley Cup Finals prediction is Carolina over Calgary. So. I think Carolina thinks I was going to pick. I don't the addition of Max Pacioretty is exactly what they needed. He'll miss the first couple months of the season, but they only need him for the playoffs. No, like uh, their, their GM's already said, essentially what that trade was was their trade deadline. They already made their trade deadline move. So what? it is. It was a hell of a trade. Yeah. That's a good team. What's, I like their jerseys too. What about you boys? What's your predictions? Uh, I'd say Avs, Carolina, Carolina, Edge, and Mal, I think. I'm, Carolina is my all the way if I put money on somebody. I like them. And I guess the Hart Trophy? I don't know. I was thinking, Nick. I don't know. Probably I'm going for Matthews just because, you know, Homer pick. Make it nice and easy for me. I didn't really think about this question, so I just kind of threw something out there. Yeah, I threw well, this out. I threw this out. I just yeah. wanted to see some raw reactions, essentially, so. Yeah, I was like, uh, Matthews. I like Matthews a lot. You know, he plays for a team I don't like or recognize as a real team, so. Original five, in my hey. opinion, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what um, you, bud? Granny, I, I didn't hear you. Who did you say you had in your Stanley Cup Finals? I have Carolina beating Calgary. Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, that's actually a really good one. Um, my final is similar to yours, uh, Tyler. I have uh, Colorado playing the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals. And I think it goes to That's seven cool, games. Yeah. And I hate saying this. And I really, really, really hate saying this. I would not want to see either team win the Stanley Cup, preferably. But I think I think sure. Colorado would win. The only reason I think they would win is because they they may not have a great goal team, but they slightly edge out New York and and. and uh, offensive and defensive skill just by a slight edge. I think in goaltending, it's Rangers all day. Shashirskin would be the main guy in that and running in there. But I think if it comes down to skill, I think the Rangers are the uh, abs edge out the Rangers just barely by like by a hair and all that. And then I think trophy, I'm actually gonna go Vesna and I actually think as great as Shashirskin was this year, I actually think Vasilevsky actually wins the uh, wins the uh, Vesna again this year. Even though he did not win it last year, I think he wins it this year. Someone, yeah. He stopped a hurricane after all, so what? It, it's, it's hard to pick where it's called awards because, like, the last few winners of the last few years have been the same guys over and over, so it's really hard to pick, like, your award winners, especially when you guys got, like, 
McDavid and you got Matthews and you got, you know, oh, it's just Sherkins and the Vasilevskis. And that's why I went with my off the wall pick. I wanted to, there you I wanted go. to have something a little bit more fun. I think Jason Robertson winning the Rocket Richard would shock most people in the league. So, yeah, you could have gone wires call because you did talk about Marco Rossi. You could have gone with the uh, Calder and had Rossi win the Calder. Yeah, I could have done that. I that think is, Berniers. I think Matty Berniers could be a good option for the Calder as well if he's playing the full season. I think, I Matty think, there's, could be a good I think there's so many good options for the Calder this mm-hmm. year. Um, you have Rossi. You have I think Perfetti still qualifies. I mean, Perfetti is going to be really good. Shane Wright, Uras Slavkovsky. Um, is Maddie is Michael Bunting Owen still qualify for it? I wouldn't be surprised. Somehow, he's a rookie forever. I think. I think. I think, I'm they, glad they, I think they're legally obligated to make sure a Maple Leaf finishes in the run somewhere. Okay, good. So, so Michael Bunting will be for sure be like at least third or fourth and get screwed out of the Calder. Okay, just remembering that for awesome. for the excuses the down the line. Reason. You also have Simon. <laughs> you also have Simon Edmondson of the Red Wings, who's going to be. Oh involved. yes, he's going to be really so good. Yeah, many young players coming up. That it's so exciting. It's oh, I'm just so excited. Connor for this Kiki year, in so. a few years. In a few years, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be tough in a few years. I try to have to give the Calder to both Doan, Cooley, Geeky, and Gunther all at the same time. They might just have to like group share the trophy. Well, well, I. Put in five pieces and hand it out. I already have my I already have my Calder prediction for last year. I have all three finalists for next year. Oh, okay. All- Let me hear your finalists for all three finalists for next year. So not this upcoming season, but the season after. Yep. Yeah, so here. Logan Cooley, mm-hmm. Dylan Gunther. There we go. And and my darling boy Connor Geeky fashion just in fourth. And Connor Geeky right in fourth, right? No, Connor Geeky is going to be the next year. Okay, good. As long as he gets one, as long as I can see that man lift a Stanley Cup on NHL well, video game, him, and him, lift, the real- I, that's all I want to see. I just want to see him lift the Stanley <laughs> Cup on my video game and and lift the Calder in real life. That's all I need. Do you want to see him lift the Stanley Cup in real life? I mean, yeah, I do in real life too, but I'm 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 in the playoffs on my video game. <laughs> I want to see him lift the Stanley Cup on on my team. That's the state of the Coyotes. Game. We're so used to winning in the NHL games that we don't even remember we actually win it in real life. We forget. I yeah. see people. People always mess with about Stanley Cups, and, and yeah, people always mess about Stanley Cups. Like, what do you mean? I've seen I've seen the Coyotes win the Stanley Cup. Like, no, you haven't. Like, dude, I've won like four of them with the Coyotes in my first like six yeah, years exactly. with the team. Like, I've seen us. I've seen us lift the Stanley Cup inside of you know. In the arena and skate around with us. Seen Keller with the C on his jersey, Hell, wearing I've the seen, cup. I've seen Josh Stone Jr. lift the cup. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> how far do you sim your games? Holy shit! God damn! You got sim like it, you got NHL you got like thirty-seven like for free. Or, you got sim like like you got yeah you got. I mean Josh, the name Josh Stone. There is a Josh Doan on the game. I don't know if it's actually Josh Doan, but there is a Doan on the NHL video games. It's like you have to play like three seasons ahead for him to like show up in the draft. So you have to play like at least four or five seasons to win the first cup to see him. Because he's NCAA, because he's NCAA, he's not actually Josh Doan. Yep. Yeah, it's not actually Josh Doan. It's just a generated name. Isn't that crazy? It's Josh Doan. What they do for auto-generated names is they just – Take the most random first name, normal NHL name, yep, and take an, an NHL last and, name or a common yeah. last name, make a name off of that. 
Yep. That's exactly what it is. So it's so funny. All the European players. I have simmed far enough to have 100% auto-generated players in the league. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You gotta like, you gotta play like 10 seasons for that to happen. No, 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 no. You gotta play like 20. Seriously. Yeah, I I don't I don't got that time time of the day to do twenty sim seasons to get I don't have the time of the day to do twenty sim seasons <laughs> to, get, to get to the all <laughs> auto generated rosters. Sidney <laughs> Crosby Jr.'s son playing <laughs> Junior Sid on the wire calling the yeah, Crosby the, the next third. wave. Yeah, and then Alex Ovechkin, but he jokes on everybody else. He's Canadian this time. No, it's Sergio, the third it's Canadian. Ovechkin. It's Sergey Ovechkin, Canadian, Canadian, and he and he's leading the uh, the Canadians to their thirty second Stanley Cup all time. That that's what I love about the roster or the auto generated players is usually they're pretty good about sticking the last names with the right countries, but every now and again you'll get like a <laughs> yeah. in Russia. It's like yeah, you don't belong yep, there. Oh. Yep, you'll get some weird ones. I've seen Berdors pop up in their Czech Republic, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember Marty having a son born in Prague. I was like, when did that Bastard happen? Son. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't remember him taking Dor- that trip to Prague. When did, he, when did he do that? He's got NHL money. I mean, he's got, probably has at some point. He's got he's got that he's got that enterprise money. Remember, he did all those. He had all those oh, midlife yeah. prices. We'll pick him up. We'll pick you up. He's on his midlife prices. Yeah. yeah. We're picking him up. He's he's going to Prague now. Marty's Marty's making jerseys and for the uh, New Jersey Devils, and he's going to Prague on the weekdays. He's making absolutely awful jerseys for the New Jersey Devils. Hey, he was a jersey, okay, right? That was him, right? That was a terrible jersey. No, he made it. That was that was a terrible jersey for Mark Tenorio. I will totally agree with that. But don't. We're not going to say anything else negative about him. Okay, that's just that was a terrible jersey. I will say that Patrick Marty could have done a little bit better making the jersey. Terrible jerseys. That thing was dumb as hell. Patrick Waugh is better. Okay. Okay. So is Dominic Hassett. Yo, we're talking about Dominic Hassett played like what, like 15 years before Mark Tamador started playing? Dominic Hassett was in the league. I don't know why you're talking about these goals that Chris Oscar doesn't exist. Hassett, you, you Hassett, played in, played in, Hassett played goals in like what, like the early 1980s, like 2008? Like, uh, <laughs> Martin Orton started playing until the 90s. Hassan was like 10 years before him. In that rant. Just for me to end it with. Better. And just for me to end that, that was a great, fantastic. Uh, my argument is Chris Osgood. Anyway, so now we go back to the show. Uh, yeah, you can go. You can go ahead and end the episode on that. Chris Osgood. I'll say Mike Smith yeah, I, better than Chris Osgood, and I hate Mike yeah. Smith. You don't hate Mike Smith. Come on, I've not heard one negative yeah. thing you've ever had about him. What? What's this? What's this? Let's all re, re, recount the second episode I ever did of <laughs> the Sherman yeah, podcast. Who I went on a whole rant about and why I hated him. <laughs> And I hope he heard that. I really sure. do. I really hope that they got that to the Flames PR team on time, and he actually does something that. They I hope they got to the Oilers PR team. I hope I, I'm going to I'm going to send him it. I'm going to I'm going to record. I'm going to burn into a disc. Send it to the Edmonton Oilers front office, and I'm going to have Mike Smith listen to that episode. That'd be <laughs> awesome. You know, you can email the file, but you know, either way, from him back. I want a handwritten from him back. Explain what he thought about the episode. I want, I want a paragraph letter explaining what he thought about the, the episode. And and if he wants to fight, then he can throw his email 
or his email in there. I'll email him. I'll drop him an address, and, and we can do this. Okay. Fair enough. I will make sure our PR team gets a hold of their PR team. We'll see what we can do. Am I the PR team? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll fire somebody eventually, I guess. I don't know. No, technically, I That's my mom. And what a great oh, job. Oh, that's right, yeah. Brandy, find out where that's the... Uh, I need you to find, I need you to locate the uh, Oilers front office and, and give me a, a specific address for a Mr. Mike Smith. I don't even I know think that's the, the Oilers know where he's at right now. He's technically retired. <laughs> that is true. He's no... You know what he's doing? He's giving Chickren life advice about playing for the Coyotes. That's where that's where Chick got his advice was from playing for the Coyotes with Mike Smith. He's hanging out with Chick right now, and they're 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 talking right now with each other. Mike Mike Smith. So when is Chickren dropping the? I can't wait to pass the guy if he can actually score. He'll wait till he wears one. He'll wait until he he makes the playoffs and they get past the first round. He'll be like, it's nice to pass the guys who are scoring. Well, if he goes to the Senators, that's a couple years away. Ah, That's true. Well, he'll say about Giroux. He'll be like, it's really nice to have a guy like Giroux who knows how to pass the puck. He, no, you know, he, he's going to Edmonton. He's, not playing he's going to get Mike out of retirement. Mike's not playing yet because he's waiting for the news that the Oilers have sent over, you know, Kaylor Yamamoto or Yessi Poyarvi over to the Coyotes in return for, for you know, Chikrin. And then Mike Smith's going to drop the bombshell. He's Mike Smith out and signing, signing a three-year contract extension to play and win a Stanley Cup with his boy Chip. Well, technically, he's still under contract. He's just uh, oh, well, too injured to what, ever yeah, play again. Trust me, nothing, nothing takes out my contract. I seen that guy come back with two blown knees with the Coyotes. Not, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna, th- gonna absolutely take that guy. I seen that guy get run three straight uh, times in a season during our two and twelve playoff run, where he got collided okay. behind the net, and he always got back he, up and kept playing. Did he get run? No, he didn't. Did One he of those. No, the one on the one on Andrew uh, uh, Andrew Shaw. That one was like a they both collided each other. Then he had one against that. Evander Kane, and Evander Kane barely even clipped the side of his face, and he like threw his neck all the way back, like he just got decapitated <laughs> behind the net. I was yeah. like, "Come on, Mike!" I was like, "We're better than that." I was like, "That that's then, really bad." And then he would lay on the ice for about five minutes. Yep, uh, the take his helmet off. Out. Yeah, the train is coming off and sit there and have to like, re- yep. All for that to get up, and then all of a sudden he just starts getting back in his motions. Like, well, it's like Mike staying in the game. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, the dude threw his head back like 90 degrees, and he was only touched for like a brief second. I was <gasps> like, no wonder he's back up on the ice. Meanwhile, Tyson Nash is still ranting about how that should have been an ejection. <laughs> no, Tyson's going on about where it's called. He said, this is nice. this is big boy hockey. He said, you got to answer the bell and stuff like that happens. He said, he said, you don't like guys yeah, showboating like that. Mike, need, Mike needs to get up and go and answer the bell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing. It's always oh, a good my... podcast when you can throw in a rip on, on, on Tyson Nash occasionally. I'll rip so on Tyson Nash, on the show? On yeah, invite him to come oh. on the show, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please. I will tell him to his again. face. I will sell him to his face. I want Lindsey Fry to replace him. Jesus. I do I mean, not like Tyson Ash. I'll be honest. I really don't, man. <laughs> I, I I get why he's on there and all that. But like, I mean, because he, I mean, he is a funny guy. He does that, but he's not a great analyst. His whole hockey career, I don't know how much knowledge he knows about the game. Despite playing it, the dude was an enforcer his entire career. 
vicious career he in wasn't Japan playing even hockey. An enforcer. He wasn't even an enforcer. Yeah, no, he, he, was, he was just garbage. A pest. He was a pest. He, just, he would run away from fights. He wouldn't hit yeah. people. He would just be dirty, trip yeah. at people. And then go hide then, behind the enforcer. He's a beer leaguer on fucking coyotes. And then, and then he did where's called. And then he did what any sensible guy would do that's too scared to stand up to a fight. He went to Japan where no one plays hockey over there. And he's like three and a half feet taller than everybody. And then then no one could bully him. Yes. So he's, he's, he went to Japan to finish. I, I was a hater of the podcast. But holy shit. I guess I'm not. I don't like Tyson. I don't like Tyson Nash. Like Mike Smith and Tyson Nash. My my ex list of the coyotes is Mike Smith, Tyson Nash. That that's I the ex communication list. I can't. What I can't is we had Paul Bissonette on this team, and we kept Tyson Nash and let Paul Bissonette. Go we had where's called. We had where's called. We had um um. Oh, who is it? Is it Kelly Chase? No, not Kelly Chase. The one for the Blues now, Panger. Darren we Pang. Had, he was on the Coyotes broadcast team with McCon- um and all that, and they let him and they let him walk and instead brought in Tyson Ash to replace him. And the thing is, is we've had really good. I still think McConnell's actually pretty good. I, I just like McConnell. McConnell too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I think what McConnell mm-hmm. needs is he needs a really good play by or a color guy, and it's not Tyson Nash. Not a guy oh, who says, nice. gave him the, the pepperoni says, oh, pizza. I don't know what that yes, is. That was confusing or, as well. Or, dude. or gave him the pepperoni yes. pizza. Or he's yes. going from the old Schnazzy Moto or the horse of the running guys, wild night. I've told you guys about mine and my dad's Tyson Nash drinking game. Have I moved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime yeah. he says a certain cat, one of his catchphrases, y'all, y'all drink. Yep. You're dead at the end of the yep. game. Me and my brother, every mm-hmm. game, make a bet with each other. Me and my little brother's Kai's family make a bet every game about what words we think he's going to say and how many times he say, says them. And we bet a dollar on every game on how many times we think he's going to say a certain catchphrase. And we always oh, lose. He always says it more than we think he's going to. What does that mean, pepperoni pizza? Like, I remember saying that. And my cousin, I was like, what, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know, dude. I have no idea what the hell that means. <laughs> tell me what the horses no are running wild. He plays tonight. hockey. Tell me, the, tell me what the horses are running. Tonight, because I, I don't know what that one means either. And play hockey, and you don't even know. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, and my 18 years. Have I don't to, know. You have to remember the about 18 to 30 mentions of his nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they call him Nasher <laughs> Nose, too. His little segment, little Nasher Nose, like, oh, yeah, he's good to know. Okay, we get it. Yeah. He's got a schnoz, bro. Get something else. <laughs> Who cares, dude? Just, oh, man. Uh, I I really McConnell's great. Him. I think he's a great guy. I like him. I, yeah. just Tyson Nash, I think he just needs a better. Like, I don't hate yeah. Tyson Nash. I think we I, need someone better. That's it. Like, I just need someone I, better. Last year, during the whole Ducks Coyotes debacle with all of that, and Tyson Nash was saying oh, yeah. that, oh, yeah. I was just cringing, thinking, what's he going to do if we get Honor Bedard or we get Logan Cooley? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's he going to do when these guys are pulling stuff like that? What is he gonna do when That's guys get attacked like that? Like and, and his guys get jumped like that. What's his response gonna be then? Exactly. Chirping running. I don't know. So I mean I think there's so much more we can talk about the situation. We can totally talk about it next week. Like I wanna definitely talk more about the biz. I don't know if y'all heard about the whole biz incident on all that about what he said on TNT about women only women only watch hockey because they think men are oh, hot. Is- Tyler Sagan is the reason yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. The yeah. reason that women are fans in the NHL is because the guys are hot, which is terrible, terrible comment. I know 
he was probably not thinking it, at the time what he was saying. He was saying it as a joke, but it was really bad how it came out of his mouth. No, and that's just it. It's one of those things where, look, we all know it was a joke. We know he didn't mean it. Yeah. But, man, you have to You got to leave that stuff off air. Yeah, like you got to leave that stuff off air. When you're on camera, even if you think of that as a joke, you just got to leave that stuff off air. You just can't say that stuff. No, because it's just, it's bad. Yeah. It would be, I mean, yeah. Anyways. Um, we got some more stuff covered. So. Yeah, so what is our next topic? It's a Reddit poll uh, weeks ago of the most uh, hopeless franchise. And we're not at the bottom. We're the 28, which is, I'd say it's pretty fair. I mean, you know, as many reports we've had. Um, but the list, I'll just do the top five and the bottom five. Uh, number one for the positives for the Hurricanes, Slint, Senators, and Lightning. Bottom five are the Coyotes, the Thrashers, the Sharks, the Blackhawks, and the Flyers. You say the Thrashers? Yeah, he refuses to call them the Jets. You didn't well, if it makes you feel the... any better, they're talking about hockey. They wanna, they've already made jokes and rumors about wanting to try to bring hockey back to Atlanta a third time. So I guess it's... Yeah, just bring the Jets back. It's, move their, just pick them up and move them again. You got the same team. Just... Atlanta's not getting another team. No, no I know it's not. For sure. No. No. I mean, no. granted, they have the market for it, just like just of how big of a market it is. But yeah, no, they they you got two chances, and 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 they both were unsuccessful. You, you don't get a third shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially with thirty-two teams already. Thing, I mean, that's enough. That, that's enough teams in the league, in my opinion. Uh, we're gonna have it's going. We're going to have more expansion. It's going to happen. So um, many teams. I can already think you of say that could get teams later on. You say this as a as a soccer fan who's sitting there talking about ex, talking about relegation, which by its very nature would need a lot more teams. Yeah. So, which one but is the, it, Tyler? The pool for footballers is a lot higher than ones for hockey players around the world. You sure about that? Pretty sure. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. There's a lot of just the world sport. I mean, there's a lot more. I wish I said, no, there's a, there not, monkey's paw. I'm not saying there's not, but I'm saying when you think about how many team soccer there is, I think a if lot. you divided it, you could easily get more NHL players, more hockey players per team in the NHL versus all the all the major soccer sports or soccer leagues but anyways back to back to our most hopeful fan bases yeah the so flyers like, are like an hour yeah already been an hour the flyers at 32 the flyers at 32 yeah. is absolutely 100 right yeah yeah so 33 yeah. if that was possible <laughs> 34 <laughs> Just yeah, have 32 be blank. Have 32 be blank, go all the way down to 40, and it just be the Flyers by themselves. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Who's their teams? Uh, the Oilers fans have more hope. The Oilers fans have more hope than you. They're not even around anymore. The Atlanta oh, fans have more hope that they're getting a third team. <laughs> California Golden Seals have more hope. Yeah. <laughs> and that team. I mean, well, they're right. in the 70s. <laughs> No. The original Colorado Rockies are, are hopeful that they'll somehow get that name back. Oh, yeah, I forget there was one. The Colorado Rockies. That's right. I forgot that was a team. I forgot. 
the Cleveland Barons oh. are hoping that they're going to get a hockey oh, yeah, team Cleveland back. Barons. What was it? The KC? Kansas State Scouts. Scouts. Scouts, that's what it was. Yeah, they were the right. Devils as well. It went the Rockies and the Scouts and the Devils. Jeez. Oh, man. It's just – I'm just glad we're not the last. And we shouldn't be the last, but I also – Yeah, no, me too. I agree with where we're at on all honesty. Yes, yeah, um, The one thing, I might put the Islanders below us because I don't – wouldn't have much hope as an Islanders fan. What do you mean? Barzell just signed I, that big contract. I really don't have any gripes with the list. It's about right. So, yeah, it's about right. In the middle of the pack, you got like the Maple Leafs, the Ducks, Capitals, Kraken, Devils. So funny. What's so funny is the Maple Leafs are at 18, Mm -hmm. and they arguably have four, three, three of the top 50 players in the league. Yeah, which is still a Maple Leafs team. So, I mean. I mean, it's kind of hard, and no, there's no dig at Toronto. This is a dig at like any fan that's like this, but it's kind of it's good to have hope, but it's hard to also have hope when your team can't produce in the playoffs. I mean, you, it's kind of hard well, to be realistic every year when you're not producing in the playoffs. Well, look at how many Coyotes fans don't have hope in the rebuild because yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the same thing with us. So it's the reason we're as low as we are. Um, still, we definitely thing, glad we're not last. You know, I'll take that. One thing that really shocked me was this: I like, I have hope. I have hope as a Senators fan. Oh, we at four. That was insane. Avs fans only uh, have three. Like what? They just won a Stanley Cup. There's like no hope. Like what? Or the Kraken? <laughs> like you just won. Like this year, that the ink is still drying and everything on some of those T-shirts you guys bought, and you're at number three. How is that possible? I love seeing the Kraken above the Golden Knights. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yep. So, a couple of years ago, I, don't know, I think you, everybody loves it. Five years ago, I think it'd be what the Kings or the Knights would be. What like five, three, two? Like after their first season, the Knights would have been like like two or one or they two or three after, after the first year when they went to the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. After their first season, they would have been at one. After their yeah. second season, they would have been at three. After their third season, they would have been at five. And then <laughs> after yeah. this last season, now they don't know where they are because they don't know what. What the direction the team's it's, going, they're finally kind of realizing what their team's doing. They yep. should, in all honesty, be lower because they don't have a prospect pool. Mm-hmm. They have an aging core. They're cap strapped to the max to the point where they literally had to give away Max Pacioretty for nothing. Mm hmm. That's so tough. They should be lower. Just not that they many should. of them, I guess. Uh, but what, mm. is, what else What else we have on the agenda? Well, we have this uh, new high fashion brand with $300 hoodies, I think you said. Uh, no, no, no. Collabing with 1000 Oh, goodness. Um, collabing with the Coyotes, which I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, this brand is really – the article you sent me, I read through that. Also, Chelsea player on the article. Not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, you, it looks like it's You big. had to pick out the Chelsea player and not the countless NFL players dropped or the countless NBA players' name dropped. Uh, I couldn't see any, like, really good names. So I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, well, there's Mason Mount, who he's kind of ass, too. He's on the fraud watch, but 
I like Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, so Carl Anthony Towns likes him as well. I like him. Uh, this guy, Jay-Z. I don't know if I heard of him. Uh, he's on there. So you said I've never heard of him. So I wonder if I've heard of him. I think so. Oh, songs, maybe. But no, one thing that I found interesting in the article is he mentioned that he never in a million years expected to be designed for hockey. Which is great. I think it's great we jumped on first. I think even on a logo, I think, I think that could be a high fashion thing. Even if people really aren't necessarily fans from it, but being an icon, it keeps us in, in the public eye. It's a good thing. And the it's thing always is, a good thing. We didn't just bring them on. We hired him as our head of what was it called? Strategic design? Yeah. Something, yeah. Like, design, that. something like that. Yeah, design something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great move going forward. And I love seeing the team do stuff like that. And yeah. On a college campus, mm-hmm. uh, granted they might be too broke for it. Yeah, thousand dollar sweatshirt, Jesus! I don't think the coyote stuff is going to be that no, expensive. I don't think so no, but if it's cool enough, I'll check it out. I mean, hey, you know, I'm excited a, to the see Champion collab. I got one of their sweatsh- hoodies from last year, and it's one of my favorite hoodies ever. I mean, it's one of my favorites. So I mean, if I it's know something the Timberwolves. Like that, speaking of Minnesota, I know the Timberwolves are paired with a. Uh, not quite as prestigious of one, but another high fashion company. And I really liked what they put out. I bought a couple of their sweatshirts. So oh, I mean, I want to see. I'm curious. Oh. I like them. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves colors. So I bet they look really nice. It's their colors oh. and their logo. So I definitely trust that. I only have one here. The rest are at my. The rest don't fit anymore. So they're at my family's house. But uh, I'll see if I can find the ones that I really like the looks of. Another mm-hmm. one that. My favorite one was a all white sweater, and I can't do all white. Oh yeah, just, that's, that's my champion. It's all white. It's champion the sleeve, and it's good though. I like it. It looks so clean. It looks so good. So, well, excited for it. Like I said, even if like someone sees it, because I think Achina is a cool logo. I think it's one of those logos you can just kind of wear and still be kind of cool looking, kind of trendy. Well, so I think it'd be cool to see it out there, and people, you know, keeps us in the consciousness of the public. And I like that. So, like I said. Exactly, I like it. It's cool. I'm sure we we'll get a lot of cool design. Like I said, I guess the Kachina and like the, like the you call it the Timberwolves. That's a cool logo. Like those logos are seeming really easy to kind of work with and stuff. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So what are you, Haynes? Got anything about it? I mean, I think it's great. I think like you guys. I mean, you guys kind of said everything. I think it's great opportunity for the Coyotes to kind of you know get the Kachina brand out there more. I um, or you'd actually be surprised how many people nowadays wear it. I had someone yesterday comment. Uh, saw my 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 debit card has the Kachina logo on it, and he saw it and he was like, "Who is that? I know who that is. I can't think of who it is." And he said, "Is he's like?" I was like, "Is there is that kind?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's that that Kachino thing." I was like, "Yes, yeah, Kachino logo." And I was like, "I'm surprised you knew that." He's like, "He's like, man, I seen so many people wear that." He's like, "It's like so unique and different." I'm, it, I mean, it is. It's a unique logo. It's different. You, you people are drawn to things that are unique and cool looking and all that. So yeah, I think partnering with someone like we are now, I think it's great for the Coyotes to get the brand out there even more. Yeah, like how many things do you see like people wearing Chicago Bulls stuff or even Lakers? They're not really Lakers fans or Bulls fans, but they'll wear it because the red and the black colors are easy yep. to work with, you know, where they're Air Force One shoes or whatever with them. So I mean it's it's if we can become an icon like that, I'm I'm not complaining. It's a cool ass logo. So yep. and that's just it. Those logos reached icon status, so they're part of all everyday fashion. Um I know none of us are the most fashion centric people, but I know. but um just a little bit I was reading about this. This is really one of the top up-and-coming mm-hmm. um, 
designer companies in the world. So that is, it's just, it's exciting. Just it exciting. It's man. Like I said, I mean, they may not be the most perfect ownership group, but man, this group knows that it, they're definitely a lot more competent. Than I think people are giving them credit for, I think they're doing good at capturing what makes this team close to the Valley itself. And then like this high fashion stuff. I mean, that's smart. That makes you money no matter what your team is good or bad. If it becomes an icon, like, like bull stuff. Bulls haven't been good in how long? I mean, I'm not the hugest basketball, so forgive me if I said something kind of dumb there. But, I mean, how long was last time they were really good? I mean, but people still buy their stuff all the time for fashion, so I'll take it. It's going to be awesome seeing the Kachino, so. Love it. And I guess that's really the only big news that I can think of. I think our little collab. Hopeless fan bases. Blowing it with the Prague game. Good job, NHL. I know you want to be more in Washington soccer, but do something like that. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it. I don't think besides my question of the week, obviously, I don't think we have anything else, do we? No, I think, that, I think that I think it just about covers it. So that flag right there in the top corner is eating at me, man. It's staring at me. Oh my bad. Which one? Wait, with the Chicago one? Yes. Why the heck you have a Chicago flag on your ceiling? Because it's a cool flag. I hate to say it, but yeah, it is a cool flag. It is I'm a cool sorry. flag. I'll, I'll my friend Brady has the. Uh, and Brittany, she has this hawk's tattooed on her wrist, and she has the stars and the flag as the feathers. It's pretty damn cool. Cool. Say. Hey, guy, you yeah. can get you can get the Saturdays for the boys' flag. I'll take those. The one with the palm trees on it. What is that? Uh, that's. All right, let me turn the camera around. I can't look quite good. It's what it's called. It's a uh, it's a natty light flag. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say that's Oh cool. uh, yeah, that's cool. Saturday's uh, flag. Then you have the South Carolina one. And I have South Carolina one, and then I have – I got this from a friend that lives in Canada, and then Canadian flag. I want to get a – I want a Colorado flag. I want an Arizona flag. I want a Colorado flag. I want a California flag. And then I think I would like to get – Don't do – No, not Colorado. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I want – I use the evidence like the box. That's I want, I want Arizona. I want Arizona. I want the city of Milwaukee. If you want a cool flag, look up the city of Milwaukee. I want the city of Milwaukee flag. And then probably, not California, I'd probably actually do Colorado. If you look up like the city of Colorado's flag, it's pretty cool. A lot of, a lot of cities have their own flags, and they're a lot cooler than the state flags. I'm telling you, man, you got to get a new California Republic flag up there. Oh, yeah. I know. I need, I need to get more flags. I, I can at least add... One more in this other corner, and then I can add some hanging down from the side of the wall. So I got a couple more I can put in here and all that. I just haven't bought some in a while. I want a Budweiser flag. I'm, I just haven't bought stuff. Do you know what you drinks Budweiser? I like a Budweiser. I like a Budweiser from time to time. Oh, yeah. Budweiser, this, is the same guy who told me, this is the same guy who told me yesterday that guacamole is gross. It is. Bro, I, hate I, hate I hate guacamole. I hate guacamole. Oh, God. Guacamole. I hate guacamole. Have you ever seen me eating guacamole? I hate guacamole. I hate guacamole too. I hate it too. See, it's you nasty. get it. You know? That's nasty. Why you eat. Avocados are disgusting. Avocados are disgusting. Guacamole. It's a trend. It's just a, it's an Instagram trend. That's all no, guacamole is. Oh, it totally is. People just think they like it. It's gross. They just eat it. It's like, oh, this is so good. Like, oh, no, you know it's Tyler, what? in all your time knowing me, what about me screams Instagram trend? 
pretty one. <laughs> I can see you on camera, so you can't say you're not pretty. So that's I'd say you're Instagram worthy to me, buddy. I, I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, Fuck bully is fucking great. It's disgusting. Just, oh my god. I would rather have given it, and I thought about this. I thought about this for the show, and I'm not joking. If someone said, hey, we'll give you either an MRE, like one of those stupid-ass army little pre-made box things, or a burrito, fresh burrito with guacamole, I'll take the MRE, I'm not joking. I will take it every time, even the nasty ones. Ooh. That is so gross. Like, I think guacamole is, like, one of my least favorite. If you like it, that's honestly cool. Like, I'm just being a hater just for fun. But, like, I, I just don't like it. I think it's disgusting. I don't like avocado toast. My girlfriend likes it. She likes that kind of stuff. Yeah, because huh? she has taste. Although... She like sushi too. Dating. Considering, yeah, she has really good taste. Yeah, except she... for her taste in guys, apparently. I, I oh. agree. I don't know what she's doing. She's definitely taking an L on that one. Are... She wants up one day. Aren't we so, in the of the pod on the question of the day to do? Yes, she's gonna listen to it too. To Tyler's girl. Shout out to Tyler's girlfriend. You are a real one. Tyler is just wrong on this. Just dead wrong. And she'll agree with you. She's gonna find. She'll listen to this and text me and be like, "Hey, you were wrong." Like I know. Right, she, oh. yeah, right <laughs> she'll, she'll definitely she listens to them so hey how are you doing have fun oh. listening to this one so we all saying hi to our yeah. family now hey, hey mom dad hey girlfriend you're banned hi, you're a Chicago Everybody. flag you're banned banned you're okay, banning them for the Chicago flag and not the Canadian one that's weird for you Canadians are great people okay. growing up I used to watch called growing up I used to be a really big fan of Canadians and like Canada oh. I don't know. I just did. If you, I played, you're like, like a weeaboo for Canada? If I played, like, Warriors Call, if I, like, played hockey with my brothers in the street growing up, I was always Canada. If we played soccer, I was always Canada. If we played anything that was a sport and I could be a country, I was Canada. Don't know why. Just was. Hmm. That works for me, I guess. I mean, I mean I'll still go visit Canada any day of the week, but, I mean, anyways, yeah, I just did. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. We're, like, almost two hours into this, this pod. No one's going to listen to uh, this all. <laughs> They might. Yeah. So, if you're listening to this now, uh, might sound a bit jarring, but this is future me, or I guess past me, if listening to this in your car or wherever you're listening to this device on. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, the rest of the podcast became kind of ranty, so I went ahead and cut it where I thought it'd be best. Sorry for the weird audio choices. Had a huge amount of trouble with this one, but thank you for listening this far. We always appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, we are still part of the great Hockey Focus Network. Please check out the other podcasts, such as the Late Arrivals, and we, I believe we have a new one that just showed up. I forget their name, and I'm sorry about that. But again, thank you for listening to us, and if you made it this far, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to giving you a hopefully better-sounding podcast next week. Until then, so long!